With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. Oh, it's fun. Crazy. It's painful, but it's wonderful. What is the name? It's Roycey Unchained. All right, welcome into Unchained. Zolgad here in studio and Patrick Roycey in uh, Fort Myers. How are you today, sir? I am uh, pretty good if they'd stop doing what they're doing down here on the field. Grinding, making, uh, I don't know what they're doing. I think they're rebuilding this whole place. They're in the dugout today doing something. Is George still Loud there? machines. George has not showed yet. George usually will be uh, show up about a, I think he's still in good health, but uh, he usually gets here about a week before the first game. So that's when he starts picking up pebbles. So. So are, are they redoing stuff place. in the fee, in the big league uh, part of the know. park or outside know. of they it? Take the seats out. They uh, okay. can put them back in. They uh, clean out all around. They clean the heck out of this place. So uh, they're ready, and I think that uh, the uh, they're going to have fairly good spring training attendance. I was down the ticket office for a while today, and uh, I heard some guys were asking about games, and they got they were. I heard him saying they were a couple of them sold out. So, so the Red Sox, Red yep. Sox, even with their issues and the fact they stole the World Series, are uh, <laughs> are uh, still uh, a big draw down here. So it's not starting too soon this year. Well, it, it, too it, early, well in say? February, if you want to get tickets for you know February twenty second, that's not a problem. Mm-hmm. February attendance is not that that. Spring training attendance is being hurt by the fact they leave early. They start playing early and they leave right. early. You know, they leave March twenty. Their last game's March twenty third. They used to have Woo. a you know spring break. I got, I know some people are coming down for spring break. They're coming down March twenty fourth. So you know, yeah. no games. There's no games. They're uh, they're you know that giving up that week uh, has uh, you know the the best thing would be, it would be so damn easy to take eight games off the season, but they won't do it. So the season starts also what like March twenty sixth, right, or twenty seventh? Uh, the regular yeah, season starts because of the election. I think, I think twenty seventh. Yeah, they want to make sure with this uh, widely anticipated election <laughs> with the ratings that uh, that they're uh, they're out of the way. Uh, the, so the Sunday before the election, uh, I don't know. Uh, the first Tuesday must come early this year. I haven't looked, but it must must be like November third or something like that. So yes. So anyway, uh, everything's early and. Uh, it, uh, I, th- I think it hurts the joints down here too. Although most of the rentals probably, if you, if you're coming down for a month long rental, you have to rent it for the entire month of March. March. They've January. got you. Yep. So, yeah, I don't know. 
So uh, where were you when you heard about Kobe? Uh, I was walking into Williams Arena, and Dawn had sent me a text, which I didn't see. So she called me, and she said, I think Kobe Bryant died. And I said, what? And she yeah, said, yeah. And, we uh, all said what, man? It's one, of those, it's one of those ones that you probably will be uh, um, crystallized in, in your head for the rest of our lives of where we were when we heard it. And it took a while for TMZ to, I mean, he would, it happened at 9.30 Pacific time, right? Isn't it 9.45? 9.45, like yeah, I think that's right. At Pacific time, so 11.45, I didn't, but TMZ, of course, they had the details uh, first of all, and uh, what they were, I, Eastern time was probably about 2 when I saw it. I, I'm i not sure, maybe maybe a little uh, maybe a little later. Probably that, after that, yeah. Might have been a little after that, yeah. I, 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 I was... I was looking up to see what time the Gopher game started and what channel, and I ran across. Uh, I ran across it. You can't believe it, but uh, you know, uh, it sounds like they shouldn't have been flying. Oh, because of the fog. The, uh, fog yeah, fog, yeah. It sounded like I drove it straight into a mountain. Apparently. Yeah, awful. Yeah, that's terrible. Uh, he's uh, he. Uh, it is. There's really a, a tightrope to walk with him, though, because of the you know the you do this, these incredibly laudatory things about we you know he was such a great man well i think he was a great basketball player who became a very good father but uh he was at one time a real insolent jackass <laughs> and uh you know of course the thing in colorado in 2004 he got out of that by writing a great big check so yeah i always find it weird patrick at times like this though that we have this need to either canonize or demonize Yes, and we can't just talk about the person as they were a person. Yes, yes, that's like we there, there's this: if you die, you were either a saint, which is not true, or you were this terrible person. When often it's just sort of gray because you screwed up. And and look, mm-hmm. I, I don't fault anybody who's super upset about this because they watched the guy play for what twenty years or so yes, or more. Twenty years and and Wicker and loved probably. watching him. And my friend Wicker says uh, probably uh, the the most popular athlete in uh, L.A. history. Really? You know, which, uh, you know, I guess considering maybe you have to Mm. have been out there to understand, you know, we're in Minnesota, right? Right. We got the Timberwolves. We don't give a damn, right? (laughs) Yes. We had the Lakers before them. Well, they left in 1960. I'm the only one alive. Sid and I are the only two that remember. And I never went to a Laker game in my life as a kid, right? They yes. weren't that big a deal. And But in L.A., the Lakers are enormous from day one. They followed the Dodgers in. The Dodgers are still, you know, enormous. But the Lakers were great immediately, you know. They had Elgin. They had Jerry West. They had Wilt, uh, they had all three of them together at one time, and they captured Southern California and the, the, the Hispanic population of Southern California, huge Laker fans. Uh-huh. And uh, the, the, I remember being out there for the Western Conference Finals uh, with the Ducks, right, out in Anaheim, and went into a sports bar, and uh, there was a hockey game on that would be some, probably the Eastern Conference Finals, right? Right. And it was on one little TV in the corner, and nobody was in there, and there were 400 people in there in purple jerseys watching a Laker game 
in the second round of the playoffs or something. And every, I think I was with you. Yeah, and you've seen the little flags on every, you know, the <laughs> before the the Viking flags used those things on the side. There were Laker flags all over the place as they're starting a playoff run. It's not like they're in the finals yet or anything. And uh, the Lakers are enormous out there. And he was, you know, he played his whole 20 years there. Shaq came and went. Wilt came and went. Now Baylor and West didn't come and went, didn't come and go. And they were both extremely popular. And Magic didn't come and Magic, I would guess Magic is the runner-up to Kobe as far as popularity out there. But, uh, you know, he's just huge out there. And they just wanted to make sure he got acquitted in 2004. They didn't care about anything else, you know, so. Uh, but he was, uh, you know, it, it's funny. I was looking up the 2004 stuff, Judd. He and Shaq were in full feud mode then, right? Yep. And Gary Payton and Malone had come in to win a title. And they, yep. those two guys, the pettiness of those two guys drove those two guys not. Malone and Payton ran across a quote from Payton. And there was a game right before the end of the season, like the 80th game of the year, and the Lakers had to win two out of three to win the division, mm-hmm. you know, which back back then meant something. And uh, and that was the game that, that Jackson had told Kobe the previous game, stop dribbling into t- triple teams and pass more so he didn't take a shot in the first half. <laughs> he, you know, just he just pouted it. He took like yep. one shot in the first half. He just pouted and wouldn't take a shot because he'd been told. So, that, I mean, he was 25 then. But, you know, this was not a saint, you know, but it was, no. it was a hell of a basketball player. But I, I like Kareem, who's like Mr. Honesty and Mr. Everything. Kareem saying, I'll remember him as a man, not as a player. Well, I'm, I'll remember him as a player, not as a man. So, And I, I think going from the reports that we saw in, in subsequent years, back to your point, you know, I think he was doing more and became a, a good dad. I oh, just yeah, don't, he grew up. I, yeah, he became a great dad. I just yeah. don't. I just don't get the need at times like this to dissect it as being he was either this or that. Yeah. And and you know what? Plus, again, if you watched this guy for twenty years and loved him as a basketball player, you're going to be upset. Yeah. Well, and you made a point yesterday when we were exchanging texts, but it's true. But. Uh, the need for all of us Joe Yokels to now I did I, when I found out his daughter was one of the dead ones and I hadn't seen it yet and I I tweeted out the TMZ thing on it or or something that yep. there was and then said something like this is horrible or something like that but this need to uh, you know prayers up and all this stuff from just just us Yokels who never even knew him is is I I don't quite get the need for that anyway but I guess. I guess that's it. Now, uh, D- Derek asked me about, you know, like the shock of it all and, uh, and compared to the puck thing. And, and obviously the uh, puck's death wasn't as big a shock as this was because puck we knew was way overweight and not taking good care of himself. We didn't expect this. But as far as personal feelings, I mean, I, it's sad that Kobe Bryant died with his 13-year-old daughter, but right. it, it, I don't have an emotional attachment to him like I did Puck. So right. I can't I can't act like I'm in grief today or anything like that, like everybody in L.A. is acting like. Explain this, though. From a journalistic standpoint, here's the one thing I don't get. 
What What is the need to break stories on death to be first? That's the one I don't get. And well, I go back because for TMZ, well, no, it's th- worth five million hits. That's why them them I get. The one yeah. that I don't get was the early reporter speculation that his entire family was on. Oh yeah, kids. oh yeah. I, yeah. I, I, okay. Yeah, was somebody saying that, oh, yeah. there's five in the plane. That must be all his kids were. And one of them was his kid. That must mean all his kids were. Yes. Women. Yeah. This yeah. isn't a sports trade in which if you're no. wrong, nobody gives a damn. No. And, and 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 it was five for, there were five dead for what, three hours? And then all of a sudden it was nine. Yep. You know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, but TMZ, God love them. Well, that, People yeah. say that TMZ, they pay for it and they get it. They well, get the right information. And they, they were the first one to say five. Oh, yep. They had five, they, they, at least, but they were saying at least five. And they had the daughter. They had Kobe dead first. They had the daughter. And then they had uh, the uh, nine. And, the, and they also had the first extensive piece I saw on the, on the fog. And did you read their piece on how he'd circled around this, uh, circled around the, the uh, zoo out there. Yes, trying to look for yep. you know some lights or something. And uh, yeah, that's not. I mean, they had the blow by blow while the rest of us were still trying to figure out how many had died. So, but yeah, I I don't understand the mainstream media now. Their their interest in trying to guess right to be first. That's the one that yeah, yeah. leaves well, me confused. Uh, well, Such has got the uh, Such is always, I think he calls it the 24-hour rule where you got to wait a day to see what the real story was. You know? Yeah, he's not wrong so, necessarily. Yeah, but we're not, that's not in these. The thing about TMZ is when they go with it, they know they got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they don't, you know, they get it first, but they, they're paying somebody who knows. I was going to say, somebody got a very big check at some point in oh, time yes. for, giving, for uh, feeding you know, that. That's, the British, that's British journalism, you know, right there. I mean, they pay too. So, yeah, it's uh, it's it's quite the shocker, though. It'll, it'll it'll take something to happen in the final eleven months of this year for it to be for this not to be the biggest sports story of the year. That's for sure. Yeah, could yeah. And, I don't uh, know that that it can be surpassed. I think you might be right about that. But I uh, I was uh, struck by some of the videos I saw. I love that eight second video where he's explaining some play to his daughter and she gives him that big smile and that okay dad i i know this i she gives him the look that he gave coaches i felt when he was 21 gives him the look like okay yeah you know how many times you've told me yeah i've heard it enough and she's acting like he's he's giving her a big now this is when you cut you know and she's apparently was a phenomenon uh was going to be a highly recruited great player so connecticut 13 years old. Was she going to go to Connecticut, she, too? She loved it, yep. Damn it. What's wrong with these kids? She wanted to go from, from go Los Angeles, California, Cal. go to, to where stores Connecticut, right? Yeah, well, they don't need you. No, she wanted to go play for go Gino. Go to Southern Cal, where uh, Miller's sister played. Come on, go go to Southern Cal. Make them a powerhouse again. How about UCLA? Yeah, that's okay, too. So... Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's sad, but uh, again, it's uh, you know I, I can't say that it's uh, it's impacted my life like sure. a lot of people are trying to act like. Where does he he stack up among players that you've seen, basketball players that you've seen? Oh, I he's the one of my era. I gotta say, top five, don't you? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think uh, I thought he was the closest thing to Jordan. 
until LeBron came along. I'd say those are the, you know, I saw Jordan, so I'd, I'd say those are the top three. Jordan, Kobe, LeBron. Mm-hmm. I, I'd put him third. I'd put both LeBron and Jordan ahead of him. Although he's, he's damn near as good as Jordan. You know, Jordan has this air about him that he was the greatest at, at all things. But Kobe could play defense, too, when he wanted to. And, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd say they're... I'd say LeBron's number one, and Jordan and Kobe are tied for two. Fair enough. In my in my, uh, in my lifetime, <clears throat> but that was uh, that was before I got a chance to see Josh Okogie shoot threes. So I'm. Uh, How about Jared Culver? I'm, yeah, <laughs> Jared Culver too. How about Jared yeah, Culver shooting? I went on Friday. He night. made some about a, two weeks ago. He Pat, made some, and he turned the corner. I feel bad, poor Ryan. I feel yeah. bad for him now. I really do. <laughs> oh God. They're shooting. They are missing 26 and a half threes a game. Can I tell They're you? They're missing 26 and a half threes a game can on I, purpose. Can I tell you my favorite thing on Friday? Wolves Rockets, right? Yes. So it's the so it's Gerson's team back. Yes. Yes. Tar- playing in and by of- the way, having a disappointing season. Yes, they are. Houston cuz they're shooting 53s a night. They got but the best part about Friday's game at Target Center was they got lit up by Westbrook, right? Yes. In the final box score, zero three-pointers attempted. Yes, zero. So yes. basically the Rockets came, and Harden's standing there like, you want to give me the ball? And, and Westbrook's like, ah, absolutely not. I'm going to go win this game. The so he got. That. So the Wolves got beat by Gerson's former team with a guy who took short twos and scored yeah, basically. Little runners and yes. uh, drives into the basket. How yeah. about that? Yeah, it, I, I figured that relationship wouldn't last forever, Harden and him, right? Oh, no. Because Harden, Harden wants to shoot his 23s and not have anybody bother him. So Yes. But, yeah, that team is like fifth of the league. They're, they're fighting Oklahoma City, who they sent Chris Paul to to get rid of him mm-hmm. for fifth place. Mm-hmm. So uh, we, since we got onto the Timberwolves here, so a 10-game losing streak and a 9-game losing streak since December 1st. But we got a new culture, damn it. We got a new culture, and that's what counts, right? <laughs> what, what is that new culture, too? That's my give me culture. a C. Give me, I said this on Twitter. Give yep. me a C. Give me a U. Give me an L. Give me a T. Give me a U. Give me an R. Give me an E. Culture, culture, culture. The culture is we stink. And you got to... You got a superstar center who doesn't give a damn. You got Wiggins back to being good once every four games. It's it's awful. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's it, it's it's, it's painful brutal. to watch. And you know what? They're tanking obviously to get as many ping balls as stuff. It's a terrible draft. It's a brutal draft. You're tanking in a year that it doesn't make any difference. You draft second or eighteen. What's the fan base now? Do you think? Oh God! What are we down to, fan base? I don't know. They, I think they're down to six thousand season tickets, something like that. Sixty-five. They're going to have to drop prices again at some yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're going to have to do something. What, what are they going to do? I don't know. What are they going to do? I mean, Jim Pete can't make you know. Jim Pete can't put people in in uh, the ballpark by making excuses about them. You know. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do, Pat. I have no idea because. It, because you're right, and the thing is, they're shooting all these godforsaken threes, and they have nobody who can really make those threes. I don't know. People are now more interested in the loons' roster than they are theirs. 
They're now fifth in a five four team market. We just signed a keeper, Pat. How can you not be? We got a keeper. I thought we had a keeper. Didn't we have the nah, best our, keeper in the league? Our keeper wanted more, and we didn't want to give him more, so now we've got oh, a different keeper. So, oh, we didn't pay oh, there's the keeper. keeper. There's keeper controversy. We didn't pay the other keeper? I don't know. I don't think he's coming back. I think something happened with the keeper. The one Mannion I, or something? Yeah, I think the keeper thing. was trying to get rich, and we didn't like that. Trying to trying to make money, yeah. Well, do we are we going to have the cheap Maguires? Is that going to are we going to have a hashtag cheap Maguires? Is that going to happen? Um, cheap Maguires? Yeah, yeah, I don't know about that one. But anyway, I mean, it's brew. It's uh, we've talked about how overcrowded this market is. And yes, there. I don't think their standing has ever been worse than it is right now. The Timberwolves. I don't think they're. I mean, this Rambus? is awful. The Rambus. Well, yeah, it was awful. There? Nobody cared, but. I mean, nobody caring has reached new heights because <laughs> the market has gotten more and more yeah, competitive. Yep. You know, the, I mean, the Vikings are now taking more money out of the market than they've ever taken yep. with the new stadium. The Twins are going and to the be. The Twins are going to have a big year uh, selling tickets, and you got the soccer team putting twenty thousand in, and uh, you know, it's and the Gophers. You know, the Patinos aren't as terrible as we thought they were going to be. They're drawn okay. It was a nice crowd on Sunday. Yeah. Unfortunately, they got blasted by Michigan State and Izzo, but it was a nice crowd. They had a very, uh, they had a bad break, though. <laughs> Michigan State stinking three nights earlier. You knew Michigan State was going to come in and play. They did, after, too. Uh, where'd they get their ass? They got Indiana. Indiana, yeah. Yep. They played terrible. They played terrible. The Big Ten, you know what? We were saying how tough it was. They're all the same. They're, you know, nobody's good. Nobody's great. There's a lot of. Is the rest of college basketball bad? I think. See, I don't watch a lot. I think it's not very good. Okay. I think it's not very good. You know, there's, they, but the Big Ten is God Almighty. Wisconsin the other night, which is was three and five and three in the league, had 15 points at halftime. 15. I saw you tweet that. 15. They stink. Yeah. They stink, and they're over 500. They'll make the tournament like they always do. Oh God! Don't pay me to watch him. I I gotta think Barry's ready to get rid of that guy. Guard? He's not much of a recruiter. They don't have any athletes at all. Go, of course, the Gophers. When the big man leaves after this year, good luck too. Right? Oturo. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah well, you I mean, you know who, who has not developed like I thought he might is uh, Gabe Kalsher. Yeah, he's just a shooter. Yeah, know. but he, you know, he like first half he was terrible year. on Sunday. He came back and hit some threes at the start of the second half. But uh, I thought he would take a significant step. Didn't like our boys did. take like forty threes though, or something? Oh yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, it was they were cl- they were clanking them. They were yeah. That's yeah, so when they hey when Carr plays terrible they lose and you know and Carl has Carr has one of his lousy games they get beat and he is a. Uh, he is an up and down player. He's mercurial. That's Thank for you. Sure. I was going to say, is mercurial the right word? Mercurial. He's mercurial. He yes, was he what is. great against the Buckeyes, yes. right? Yep. When yeah. oh, and by the way, too, another Big Ten thing I love that game against the Buckeyes. What on Thursday started yeah. at five thirty Central Time. Yes. What was that? I don't know, but I forgot it was on. <laughs> yeah, I did too. I turned. I it saw on. the score. I saw great finish in the Gopher game. I'm like, well, oh, that's right. These. <laughs> I turned it on and at saw the thirty. I Big saw time. the. I saw the like last four minutes, and uh, I, you know, before I, I, I turned that on, and it was like seven thirty. I said, oh God, it must be the. They must be late in the first half. I better turn on the Gopher game and uh, Eastern, and it's damn near over. 
Yeah. What is so wrong with one o'clock on a Saturday <laughs> afternoon at yeah. the barn? Yes, unless you're... That's all I want in life. Yeah, I mean, at least have that time slot there. So three times a year you can have that, right? Yes. Instead of, you know, oh, God, it drives me nuts. It, they've... TV, I mean, it's the lifeblood. Okay, we all admit that, but they do their best to screw up college athletics. The 11 o'clock kickoff still sucks in football, too. If, if you're covering the game, it's fine. But, yep. you know, if I'm a student and I want to go out and party on Friday night, I don't want to have to get up at 10 in the morning and go over there. Do you? No. You, you got Hell, you got to get there at 830 if you want to party before the game. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I know some folks who get there about 530, so. Yeah, but do they drink the night before, too? The troopers do. Okay. Well, I don't think they go to bed. That's hard work. You know? mm-hmm. Although, hell, I, I could have done it my day. I'm too old for know, that stuff now. Yeah, I am. Too, I'm far too old for that stuff. I'm too far. I'm, I'm far too old for that. Yes. So your guy, Burton, I, I've got a, a question. And obviously, they raised his 34 to the uh, rafters on Sunday. Was Willie Burton a thoughtful kid? Because he is an incredibly a, thoughtful adult. Yeah, he's become a thoughtful adult. He was a character, though. I was saying, you were telling me how great Willie was talking. And, the, you know, he's now a thoughtful guy. He's a school administrator yes. trying to, in Detroit City. And he was telling me how great things are going in Detroit. It's getting better. It's better than it's ever been. And blah, blah, blah. When I talked to him the other day. But what you saw is what we dealt with in the 89 and 90 and even in 97. That's what we had to deal with. Athletes who talked to you and gave you stuff and you had a relationship with and promoted the team just by being personalities, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, coffee. You know, God, I talked to him like an old pal, you know, when I was talking to him and Willie. And we, we and this is not me. Yeah, yeah, it is me pining for the old days, but I feel sorry for the guys covering these beats and in in the blog, no matter where, you know, in 30 years after Willie. You know, Willie shows up and actually gives everybody quotes and they can't believe it. Yeah, you're right. Because, you know, they got to put up with two guys sitting up there at the podium. It was one on Sunday, Pat. Carr was the only guy. Carr was, yeah, and looking at each other. And making sure that they don't say anything. And that's your access. Mm-hmm. We would, you know, you go over to practice and, hey, you know, I need a column. I, Clem, I need a column. Blah, blah, blah. That's who you dealt with. You dealt with Clem. So, Clem, I need Willie for 20 minutes. He said, Willie, go talk to him. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, but Willie wanted to talk to you, too. They, and, and even when they were bad, you know, said 87, 88, they were terrible. They were still. You know, you had still had a relationship with them, and uh, and and, and I, I don't, I don't bemoan the lack of the relationship. I bemoan the lack of having the chance to sit down and talk to a guy and and develop a story and let people know about the personality of somebody. And and I, I was breaking down a, uh, I saw a piece I did on a Willie game. Uh, I'm not sure which one. I can't remember. It was one of that might have been the Sweet 16 game. 
but and this wasn't the game story, but it was like rich with detail and descriptions from the players of what happened when and stuff like that, you know, from four or five different players that you went and talked to in the locker room and, uh, you know, and would, you know, be in there for a half hour, 40 minutes and getting getting stories like that, and you don't get those anymore. Not even you know. close in college sports. Oh, God, no. You don't no, get near the kids for the no, most part. I don't, I don't know what they're trying to do. I don't know what they're trying to accomplish. They don't trust anybody. They don't, right. They, I think that's it's, it. It's not that they don't trust us. Well, they probably don't trust us, but they don't trust their kids. Well, I think they, they don't trust their personalities. I think the desire is for the, the sports information departments and media outlets that are controlled by the school to control the message for their websites and things. So they, they don't deem the outsiders to be important now, and they deem us to be people that could actually put out a message they don't want out there. I think that's the difference. They well, basically don't need us in I their minds. What they have to know is there's a message every day that the game is played. It's on the scoreboard. There's the message. Yeah. I don't you disagree know? with you. I'm, and, you I'm, and you get to, and then you deliver the message of how this result came about, right? Mm-hmm. And then before the game, you you uh, deliver the messages, hey, Indiana's coming to town and Willie's ready for him. Come on, Willie. Yep. And Willie's, this is what Willie's been doing lately. And this is what Willie says. And, uh, you know, and, you know, how, I was on road trips with him. He talked to him in the hotel lobby for 20 minutes, you know, sitting on a couch. Might not even have your notebook out, but you had information. You know? Right. Yeah. And, so, and if there's a character on the Gopher football, basketball yeah. teams, we don't know it. No, once in a while no we'll idea. get the long, you know, Carter Coughlin piece. or something. Sometimes you do some decent stories, but there's not, you know, there's not. I don't know enough, as much about these guys as I'd like to, that's for sure. Yep. Nope, you're right. You're right. I don't know even Marcus Carr yet. I don't think I know enough about. No, and him. I think he's a. I think he's a real bright kid. Yeah, I and think I think he'd he's be got a plenty great to talker say. If you had, uh, but you know, yeah. po- and post game too means nothing. Oh no, post game's brutal. Post game does you does you no good whatsoever. But even Judd, were you maybe you weren't over there? But for years, I think it was before Patino. But when did Tubby was there? Did maybe it stopped with Tubby? But we used to be able to stand in the next room next to the locker room and they'd bring players into that room i think under tubby i want to say that they allowed you in the post-game locker room for basketball for sure Mm -hmm. because i I remember going downstairs and going into that room and i think that was tubby i want to say around the time that patino got here is when when they started to bring kids up to the uh, table there and well, it started the football. The, the Mace started with Mason. It was when it got impossible because, uh, first of all, he would uh, wait forty minutes to come out and do his press conference after after a game, if, especially if it was lost. And by then, all the players were gone. Even if you wanted to, you know, they'd bring three players into the room. But if you wanted to grab somebody outside a locker room, I remember uh, who was it? I had two great screaming matches. Uh, I think it was one of Mason's first ever games. I can't remember who the AD was. Because uh, who was the AD? That, no, it wouldn't have been Dean Hart. So Dean Hart did. Who hired him? No, not Dean Hart. Who, who, who hired Mason? Who hired Mason? Mason, Dean Hart. Did Dean Hart hire uh, It might have been yeah, Dean, Dean Hart. Hart hired yeah, him, I guess. So it wasn't Dean Hart. It was somebody else then. Was like his, his assistant. No, it was his assistant or somebody. Okay. And I, it was about 20 minutes. Then 25, and then I said, where is that guy? 
Mm-hmm. And then we started adding adjectives. And then we started screaming, where is that bleeping, bleeping, bleeper? You, no wonder nobody comes to your bleeping game, you dumb bleeping bleepers. <laughs> and uh, that was, a, we just had a beautiful screaming match right out there. Were the you getting tunnel. it back, too? Tunnel, oh, yeah. Oh, I good. can't remember okay. who it was. Tunnel in the Metrodome. And bleep you, I hope you bleepers never win a bleeping game. And uh, it was, uh, you know. Because it was a night game, you know, a night game at the Metrodome. And, yep. uh, I can't remember who it was, but it was a beauty. Well, don't it ever was... cover a, a P.J. Fleck game then, because I, I think the maximum. We wait, they wait about 30? I, no, I think there was a game this year where, and I'm not kidding you, it was pushing an hour. Yeah. Now, on yeah, the road, well, it's better because he has to be yeah, quicker to get out yeah. of town. But I want to say it was 45 minutes to an hour for one game this year. And everybody just sits there and waits, and you don't get players till then either then, huh? After him. He goes yeah. first, so the players are controlled by his timing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, you know, that's, that's something I'm not going to have to worry about. <laughs> I, I've, I've washed my hands and go for football. But Mace, yeah. And then, of course, the other great Mace one was when I was, we were out in Cal Berkeley, and he made us wait 30 minutes outside, and we were standing outside, and I went on to, I went on to this tirade about what a jackass he was and barely profane. And Chip and everybody was looking at me like I was nuts and turned out his wife and daughter were standing behind me. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't have cared anyway. Well, that's like when I you were making fun of the better. Vikings and Kevin Warren and Brzezinski and Spielman are sitting right behind you. It never bothered you. No, no. Seifert was kicking you in the foot, but yeah. it, it never bothered you. No, no. What the heck? You might as well be honest. So, anyway, that's. Uh, yeah, that's it. It is sad that we, you know, they make it so hard on you now. But what the hell? Do you know what you missed, Patrick? This weekend, you know, you know who gets the info now is the is the like the recruiting bloggers oh, sure. who are one hundred percent fans. You know, if you're one hundred percent fan, oh yeah, because you you're going to support them. Yeah, yeah. Right. Do you know what you missed? What you missed? Twins Fest. Which I, I heard that the uh, shorten. I heard the shorten Twins Fest worked out well. Good crowds and. Uh, you know, Friday they had good attendance, and Saturday they had good attendance, and the dreary Sunday. The, you could, you had to work a couple of those dreary Sunday shifts when nobody was left, didn't you, uh, when we were doing uh, Twins Fest? No, no, I always Never worked the Saturday any? morning show with you. Okay. That was yeah, okay. Was the Sunday afternoon show, and you could hear a little hollow echo on that one. There wasn't anybody around. So this was Rocco's idea to get rid of Sunday. But it worked out well, I would say, from what I hear. They, you know, they were full on Saturday and yeah, caravan and was shortened full, too. Full on Friday, and uh, you know, Twins uh, Fest and caravan now all about rest and recovery. Yes, right. We gotta be. We don't we can't get overtired. But Donaldson sticking around and showing up and uh, mm-hmm. apparently uh, signing everything uh, certainly was a big attraction. I guess, yeah, Derek told me this and other people, too. The lines to get autographs from him were fantastic. Did Derek t- tell you, too, it sounds like the uh, um, Josh's attempt to get 20 from Rosario not going well? Oh, really? Well, I don't, yeah. It I, sounds I, like Rosario said, hey, 20's my number. Yeah. And, and Josh and, keeps saying, but 20 was my number. Yeah, but the thing about Rosario is he's got 20 jewelry just like Donaldson does. Yep. So uh, Eddie is not, why would Eddie give it up? I mean, he's been here now five years, right? That's uh, yeah. one decision you ought to, that's one thing you ought to clarify before you get your $92 million, right? Uh, yeah. If, well, they probably, 
my guess is they assumed that Rosario would be a good sport, and now he's been like, I'm not going to. So No, no, I wouldn't But be for surprised. these guys, that's a huge deal. Oh, it is. Like, this is not it a is. small it thing is. to them. Well, who knows? You know, it's going to cost Donaldson something oh, if he wants it. I don't know if he can get it. No, I don't know. I think it now might be just a stubbornness. Well, Eddie's. I probably, think Rosario might say, "I'm 22, bad buzz." Yeah, maybe we're going to have to trade Eddie after all. I, I, I was getting the impression that he's not going to move because they're not going to get as much as they should, and they need a left-handed bat in the middle of that mess too. I mean, you get that's all true. Those, the left-handed bat's those, a good point. They need a left-handed. They need him hitting fourth between. Uh, you know, you got Donaldson, Cruz. Eddie and then Sano, that's a, you keep, you can't have those three guys batting back to back. Donaldson, uh, Cruz and Sano, that's a lot of strikeouts. And a lot of right-handed strikeouts. Uh, Garrett Cole isn't going to have much trouble with that th- trio. So you got to have Eddie in the middle there. But that's, you know, that's uh you know, well, look at Kobe, man. He was 8 and then he became 24 and yep. he lived through it. Why did he switch by the way? I don't even know. Why did he switch? I don't remember now. I can't remember, but uh, numbers. <laughs> I really think numbers is one of the silliest things ever. But athletes are different kind of cats, and the fact—I mean, not—you have to have numbers, but the idea you become attached to one—I've always found ridiculous. So if if I'm Rosario and Donaldson comes to me hell bent on getting twenty, I think what I tell him is I I need something off the top, and then I want you to buy me jewelry and number twenty four to replace all my twenty stuff. Yes, yeah, whatever. And number then I need I something else to. too. Whatever I go to, in fact, you have to buy my twenty jewelry first, at oh, I like it at cost, and <laughs> then buy me replacements. You got to take the twenty off my hands too, yep. right? And then I want something else just off the yeah. top for being a good sport. Yes, yeah. What I, do you think about yeah. that idea? Yeah, I don't know, but you know what? It's a silly enough game, and it's silly enough in the people's minds. It could actually create dissension. <laughs> Oh, most definitely. Yeah, people are goofy. There's no doubt. Well, and play, about it. players are to to your point. They're different cats. They're wired differently, and what they consider to be important compared to what we do yes. are completely completely different things. Yes, yes, it, it, that that much is true. That's for sure. So, uh, go for hoops. Uh, to go back to that. Yep. They're still in good shape for the tournament, but uh, they now they got to go get another road win somewhere and go ten and eight. I think because the Big Ten's going to have a bunch of ten and eight teams, don't you think? And uh, how many big teams? They got they got a lot of they got a lot of lot. Oh, they're probably going to be about eight this year, but they got a lot of losses. Uh, The Gophers had four preseason losses and non conference losses, and that's that's a big number because most teams don't play anybody, you know. So, but the Big Ten is. I, I don't know. There uh, has, has there ever been a greater collapse than Ohio State basketball? Well, and quicker. The Gophers played them here December fifteenth. If they'd won, they were going to be number one in the country. Yep. They're now two and seven, I think, two and six or something, two and but seven in the, the conference. Last, when's the last time that people got that excited about a team that was basically just starting its season? And then yes. they and then they well they kicked the-, the hell out of North Carolina right which turned out to be terrible yeah that's yes. and then and then they beat somebody else bad Louisville or Kentucky or somebody they beat bad but they're terrible they they can't shoot they're they don't have anybody the Gophers just go out and guard them on the perimeter and guard them inside with Otura and they don't have any shooters but yeah it was uh, it it just proves the folly of actually having these polls. 
early in the basketball season. Why do we bother season. with them? Why don't they wait till like the C- CFP, right? The college football playoff. They wait till what? The middle of the season? November. They should do the same in basketball, don't you think? But why, yeah. why do we bother with football or basketball polls at all? Until the, the CFP is fine because that actually sets something. But this notion of we've got to have these polls, and you're right, for basketball, now they make no sense and nobody gives no, a damn. No, Do you no, even look nobody. at them? Well, who lost this week? San Diego, you know, Brian Dutcher, God love him, is having a good year. They've just beat UNLV, which is mediocre, by four. They're not blowing people's doors off, but they've won all 21, so they're going to be like third in the country, yeah. you know. And who knows how good they are, but they're – you know, they've, they've got a couple of nice wins. They beat Utah after they beat Kentucky. But it, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean that you're going to win a first-round game in the NCAA tournament. So who so, in the Big Ten do you think is really good? I don't think anybody is. I, Michigan State know, did impress me. I mean, Yeah, they, well, they are. They're, they're going to they be shoot tough. They're big. They'll be a tough out when they get to the – they got the best player in the league, too, Cassius Winston. Mm-hmm. So. So when he's overcoming the still emotionally ruined, probably because of his brother's death, but uh, he's the best player. You know, it's not bad, Iowa. I think Iowa, they got Garza, they got a great player. Is your guy Fran wills him to be good by screaming at him? I love Fran, yeah, and if he's not screaming at him, mom's screaming (laughs) at him. This is, uh, I I still haven't been able to do that column on her, the uh, Maggie Nolan from uh, Great Player at Creighton. I think she's calmed down a little, but she she's legendary. She, I think she got thrown out of an arena when he was at Siena. What's that house like? Do you think <laughs> those kids better be disciplined? I'll tell you that. I bet they or they better I, be good at screaming. I, I bet when I bet when they're told to come to dinner and they don't show up for five minutes, they're in trouble. Don't you think? Yes. Yeah. yeah I mean, but, Fran's incredible. Oh, he is. He's, he works those he, officials. He like, hates officials. Like Cole Ryan used to. Oh, they all hate him, I'm sure. They all hate him, I'm sure. But college basketball. You know how many Division One programs we have now? 353. Why? It's ridiculous. What's the point? It's ridiculous. You know, there's 150 of them aren't any better than the number one team in the Northern Sun, you know? Mm-hmm. The, D two, it's it's three hundred and fifty, but they want to get a, they want to get in a conference that gets twenty bucks as a, their cut of the tournament. You know the the NCAA tournament money. Is St. Thomas next? St. Thomas is next. Apparently, summit gonna, is that right? The summit league. Sound, yeah, it sounds like they're going to make it. Yeah, they're going to supposedly build a hockey arena over where the seminary is. So yeah. if you're at St. Thomas, if if you walk out the front of the St. Thomas. Uh, that's big student union at the corner, kitty corner across there, back in there. Yep. They're going to build a 3,000-seat hockey arena. Then they're going to probably go play in that new WCHA. Yeah. And they'll get their ass kicked. And plus, nobody goes to college hockey games anymore. What do, what do they think they're doing? I don't know. You know what this town needs desperately? Another new arena or stadium. Oh, yeah, they do. That's but what we need here. But they can't play, you know, they go can't. Play Ritter. Well, I don't think the Gophers will let them have it. it. Would be, but that'd be the place to play rent if, it they, out. if they could rent the thing and have their own rink someplace. Hell, why don't they go out to St. Thomas Academy where they play now, tear down a wall, and put an extra thousand seats in there? Yeah, that's. I'd be fine with that. The yeah. last thing we need is for someone else to build another new arena or a stadium. <laughs> in this town. That's all. And I used to be, you know, let's build 
some of these, but we got enough now. People are saying, where are they going to play football? Well, I got news for you. Marist is coming to town. They're going to be playing Marist yeah. and Duquesne. So they're playing where and they play now. They're not, they're not going to draw as many people as they did for Bethel. Right. Much, much less St. John's, you know. They're not uh, – the Pioneer League football is the worst thing that ever happened to any school. You've got to travel all over the country. Play a bunch of schools nobody cares about. So where there's no regional attraction, they're going to play right where they are. Why would you move them? Because you're right. Well, you got to move them. You can't. You put them in the Summit League. A, you then you've got to get a good sized stadium, and then you really get your ass. I mean, not the Summit League, the Missouri Valley Football Conference, where North Dakota State and all those schools are. Yep. Oh, they won't imagine that. You'd get your lunch handed to you. So, you know, I mean. You go down to South Dakota State, which is in that, in the summit, and then in the in the uh, Missouri Valley Football Conference, yep. and they got a twenty some thousand seat football stadium, brand new. They got uh, they've spent a hundred and twenty million dollars on facilities down there, and they're spending another forty right now. Uh, that's who you'd be competing with if you. Uh, if you try to play football against them, that's who you're going to be competing with in the summer league. You know, they got a, they're South Dakota state's putting, redoing their new, their basketball arena for 25 million. And you got a, you got a division three gymnasium. I don't know what they're going to do. They got a tiny gymnasium there. I don't, I don't know how they've they're redone it in the last few years, right? The last 10 years or something like that. No, it's new, but it's small, right? It's, right. it's got bleachers and it's small. It holds 1200 people maybe. So, yeah, they're uh, they're biting off a lot here, and the, and building facilities is not gonna uh, is not gonna make it easier. That's for sure. Do you have an unchained or a positive pat for us before we wrap up? What am I unchained about? Well, the wolves uh, clearly before, but you yeah, got that I out was of your unchained system. about that. Uh, I'm unchained about the NHL three on three hockey All Star game because a I didn't know it was being played Saturday night, but b how long are we going to continue this silliness? Uh, huh? I have no, don't, you're asking the wrong guy because I don't care about it. No, I know you don't care about it, but it's so stupid. Uh, you yes. know? I mean, the NHL, yes. they, can, they can take anything that is mildly successful and beat it to a bloody pulp. You mean the stadium, winter stadium stadium series is out there. It wasn't good enough to have one popular, unique game, right? Mm-hmm. We had to have all this other crap, and now it's not nearly as big a deal as it was, right? Correct. The Winter Classic, absolutely. And now, hey, three on three overtime. People seem to like it. Let's give them four hours of it at our at our showcase event. Ah, uh, God. And, and by the way, half the guys who go and play only get to play one period, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they just play. Yeah. Isn't that what we got? We got uh, yeah, they, three they periods total, mini right? Mini games, and then, and then they. Two mini end, games. Yeah. Two, and then, yeah. so we play three periods. I, but and I don't even know. Our sure. guy, who went for us this year? Eric Stahl. Eric, Eric Stahl. Stahl went. Took did, his Eric, family. did Eric win? I have no. Oh, no, no. <laughs> the um, the uh, uh, Pacific Division, I think, won. Okay. I think I'm not even sure, and I that's, really and I really don't care. It's uh, yeah. I didn't even. That's that. another. Th- that's what I guess what I was saying. Let's get rid of all All Star games except baseball. Amen. 
Okay, baseball we can keep playing baseball, but only we'll only keep playing the baseball one if they take eight games off the schedule. But if they got rid of the uh, Pro Bowl, Patrick, then we would have missed Kirk Cousins committing a key fumble that gave oh, the did AFC. He? he not only lost the ball, but it was recovered by T uh, by TJ Watt at the eighteen yard line of the AFC and returned eighty two yards for a touchdown. Wow! Did that lead to a loss for the NFC? It ultimately did. Yes. Yes, the well, NFC lost I, the game, and Kirk Cousins. So Kirk just Kirk fumbled and just let it lay there, huh? No, he actually pursued T.J. Watt, which was crazier than actually <laughs> if he had just laid down and said, "I'm good for the day." So uh, he got in. We had like eight guys, right? Because yep. other Harrison people Smith picked off a pass. Dalvin Cook ran the ball three times for 17 yards. Okay. Um, yeah. Rhodes had four tackles because he probably got burned four times. <laughs> A lot of excitement. I th- I knew you and Collar were excited that Xavier got a rewarded by being added to the Pro oh, Bowl when you on play like Tuesday. You, that's a lifetime achievement award. <laughs> what that is? Yes, it is. That's being shot. That, right that's the even better than John Anderson's lifetime achievement award. He got to get paid to go to the <laughs> the Pro Bowl. He probably got some bonus too, right? Uh, you know, I don't know how, how that works I if you're know. an injury replacement. You probably do get the bonus though. Yes, yeah, you're probably yeah, right. I would think so. All right, All right. positive Pat. Uh, positive, positive, Pat. Uh, well, the, the ballpark looks uh, cool here. The uh, players are starting to arrive, and uh, there's uh, the cheap Polad uh, crowd has taken a little bit of a hit with Josh Donaldson, but they're resilient, and they'll uh, be down here complaining in uh, no time, won't they? A couple of weeks? Oh, so. absolutely. Okay. All right. That's all I got. All right. That's all right. We're positive, done. Pat. Baseball is around the corner. And, uh, oh, also my positive is, Clark Griffith sent this to me. How did the cheating Astros go 0-4 at home in the World Series if they were cheating that much? Which year did they go 0-4 in the World Series? Uh, this year. We were still cheating. They were cheating. This year. No, we no, were no. Still... I, th- I thought we claimed they weren't cheating. I thought they were cheating really uh, in 2017. Well, we were cheating in 2017. You think they stopped doing it because Alex Cora left? I, don't, I have no idea okay. at this All point. Right. Okay. All right. More cheating than baseball. More cheating than baseball. All right. <laughs> See ya, Talk guy. to you next week, Bob.